Thanks for joining us on Dime Travel. Welcome. We are about to take you on an audio journey back to an NBA season from the past, but with the intention of rewriting history. At Dime Travel, we don't accept that the long and arduous regular season isn't worth much. We believe that the regular season is worth everything. We don't agree that the team who wins the two-month postseason tournament should be crowned world champion. We stand by the fact that it should actually be the team who displayed sustained dominance for a grueling six-month season featuring all of the teams in the greatest basketball league on earth. That's what we do. That's dime travel. And now, it's time to drop a dime. question remains though, how do we decide who the regular season champion is? We can't just compare their records because some teams have a harder schedule than others depending on how many times they play each opponent. So what we settled on using was the ELO rating system. It's a rating system that was popularized in chess, but it's been used in other leagues, tennis rankings, for example. For our purposes, all you really need to know is this. Every team starts with a 1500 rating. <laughs> After each game, the winner's rating goes up, the loser's rating goes down by the same amount. And that amount depends on three things. Depends on the team's ratings going into the game. Depends on who was the home team. And it depends on the margin of victory. And whoever has the highest rating at the end of 75 games is our champion. Last week, we revisited the 1989-90 NBA season. And sadly, took the title away from Joe Dumars and the Detroit Pistons. And gave it to <sighs> Magic and the Lakers. No. Today, we're going to reevaluate the 2005-2006 NBA season and see if D-Wade, Shaq, and the rest of the Miami Heat can hold on to their pre-LeBron title. Joining me today is Chris. Yo, 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 what's up? And Ryan. Hey, everybody. Phew, I was worried you weren't going to show up. All right, but first things first, to get... To get started, we'll start with the best part of our show, our time travel week. Just kind of get in the 2006 frame of mind. So, so the premise for this segment, we're talking about going back and re-examining a season. Well, if we could actually go back to that season for just a week, what would we do? Not changing world events or investing money or anything. Just you get one week during the NBA season to see some games, see some concerts, maybe do some other stuff, maybe get a jersey. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off? What, if you could go back to the 2005-2006 NBA season for just one week, what would you do? What would be your itinerary? Good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm actually going to travel back to December 9th, 2005. And, oh, no, I've ended up in Madrid, Spain by mistake. So I'm going <laughs> to have to catch <laughs> the monkey business tour. Which, for those who may not be familiar, is the Black Eyed Peas tour. And this was their second concert tour. 
And I'm going to be looking forward to that. Some some good hits coming out, some good dance music, good time to be alive. And then after that, I'm going to eventually make my way back to the U.S. and catch a few basketball games. But I better hurry because the next day it's the Philadelphia 76ers at the New Jersey Nets. And the reason I like to watch this game is I remember watching Allen Iverson on TV and that sort of thing. But I never really saw him in person. I feel like I didn't appreciate how good he was. Obviously, everyone knows he has got the great crossover. But I would love to see that in person and see him, you know, take some ankles while he's doing that. Kind of the same way you feel about Fergie. Maybe you've seen her in person, but you've never actually seen her dance. So that's part of why you wanted to see the Black Eyed Peas. Is that right? Have I seen her in person? Fergalicious? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've seen her. I have not seen her in person. I would like to see her in person. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing as Alan Iverson. I'd like to see also the second AI, Andre Godala. And this is a little bit of a passing of the torch. The flame. The baton whatever they're passing it mm-hmm. and then the next couple days i'm gonna try to go watch kobe take on the mavericks and he's gonna score 43 points nice kobe game got some lamar odom action and some guy named smush parker which um feel like i should at least see him take a shot or two you want to see smush parker take a shot smush parker yeah um just to say smush it good. And then I'm going to go watch the Heat take on the 76ers. And also, obviously, got double AI. But in this game for the Heat, you have Dwayne Wade. Again, another player who I've you know, seen on TV a whole bunch back in the day, but never really got to see in person. I feel like I missed that. As well as Shaq's on this team, which, you know, he, he um, was a dominant player. And I forgot he had been on the Heat as well. Remember the Lakers? I remember coming to league in the Magic, but I forgot his time with the Heat. So big Diesel, big Diesel, yeah, and Gary Payton and Alonzo Mourning, but Alonzo only had a couple points. So again, he's way past his prime, kind of thing. So, and then sadly, I'm out of time. So I'd like to hear more about your guys' weeks. All right, Chris, what what, what kind of week? Uh, what do you have planned for this week? Got a couple things planned. Um, I think. Uh, what I really wanted to catch uh, music wise was uh, Beastie Boys. Um, they got a couple more years before they call it quits. So um, I was having a hard time finding a concert that fit my time that I wanted to travel back to. Uh, but in 2006, on February 8th, they actually played in New York City at the Ed Sullivan Theater uh, on the late show with David Letterman. And it was a pretty excellent performance. Uh, so I get tickets to that show. You know, I get to see a little bit of Letterman and see the Beastie Boys perform. So that was really cool. I really like, uh, I had said in a previous podcast how much I really didn't understand the 90s Detroit Pistons. Um, and mostly because I was ruined mm-hmm. by NBA Jam as a child. But I really, yeah, really I feel like I, if I remember correctly, you said that you hated them a lot. Is that right? No, I didn't say that. I actually asked Brian <laughs> to explain kind of like that is a strong word cool yeah uh anyway i I maybe did hate on them if to be fair but i didn't hate them um but actually this this detroit team i actually really liked um and so i actually just decided i I know this is like a hotbed of all-star players you know especially with kobe just dominating um but i actually really wanted to catch some detroit game so the first game was uh in orlando um, and that is in on February 10th, 2006. I'm going to fly from New York down 
Orlando catch the Pistons, just beat up on the Magic. Um, Chauncey Billups, Rashid Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Richard Hamilton, Ben Wallace. I mean, they've got Antonio McDice coming off. Joe Dumar. He wasn't on this team, Um, but they did have Darko Milicic. Uh, So anyway, but they play the Magic, which at this time they've got, you know, prime Dwight Howard. Uh, And even though he brings down, you know, 17 rebounds, it it just wasn't enough. Um, But, you know, they've got Hidu Turkoglu, Stevie Francis, um, a couple of players, uh, Grant Hill that did not dress. So I wanted to, I wanted to see uh, Dwight just Howard make it Grant Hill. <gasps> yeah, it's like, it just it, it's not that he did not play. He he did not dress. So I guess he was there, available. Yes, naked Grant Hill, good to He's go. In the locker room. I'm surprised he had a career in broadcasting, considering. Um, yeah, he probably stayed in the locker room the whole time. So. Anyway, I catch that Detroit game. This, uh, but then there was, was real quick. I just can you let me know if Darko pans out? I mean, I feel like he was a really good prospect. Is that going to work out? Yeah, g- give us a little glimpse into, the, into Darko's future. I, I only saw the one game and he didn't play. Well, that pretty much sums up his career. I'm sorry, Darko. Was he was he dressed though? I'll, this is a spoiler alert. But I do see another Detroit game here in a couple days. Oh, okay. Let's let's wait and find out. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. But I mean, you're the one with the little machine. You could honestly, you could check it out yourself. Oh, it's, it's not a burn. It's just observation. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to catch another sporting event. So I'm gonna fly to Turin, Italy, uh, to see a young snowboarder uh, named Sean Whoa. White compete in his first oh, okay. Olympics. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember 2006, February 12th, but Sean White destroyed the half pipe. It wasn't even close uh, and takes home the gold medal. Uh, incredible perf- performance. Um, the Italian mountains that time of year are just beautiful. But I got to get back because Detroit is playing two days later in New Jersey against the Nets. And that is on February 14th. So for Valentine's Day, I'm watching the Detroit Pistons just blow out the nets in Detroit. I mean, Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, they couldn't do anything. An aging Clifford Robinson, Mark Jackson was on that team. You, you go into that game solo? Yeah. They shut down Vince Carter? Yeah. Man. Half half man, half tries half the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, Vince awesome. Carter only scored 13 points this game. You know, he had a, a, a negative 15 plus minus. Wow. Jason Kidd had 10 points and three assists. So I don't know what was going on. He was a negative 20 plus minus. So I'm telling you, this Detroit team was was bad. They were real bad. But like bad, like good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they were the bad boys. Yeah. The next generation bad boys. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Rashid Wallace, Chauncey Billups, Tayshaun Prince. Ben Wallace, Richard Hamilton. They, it's also really hard to know what people are going through on Valentine's Day. You know, that's true. It's, it's a tough time for some people. Maybe J Kid was just in, feeling lonely. Yeah, obviously you don't know what's going on on Valentine's Day with with anybody. Um, but it looks like the Nets were definitely having a little bit of a sad day. I mean, they played terrible. But you know who else played terrible? Because Ryan asked about him earlier was Darko. So Darko played three minutes of basketball. Um, he had one field goal attempt, which he did not make. And according to the uh, box oh. score here, that that field goal attempt was a three-point attempt. 
Um, even though they won by a pretty large margin, Darko still had a negative four plus minus. Uh, so he's not really panning out so far. And that's my week. That is my week. I like I like that you tend to, I feel like you travel a lot on the holidays. I know you had a Christmas week that you did once. This time you were doing Valentine's week. I, I like how festive you are. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, it was. I like how you're seeing the Pistons. What, what, what did you do on Valentine's? Do you remember what you did on Valentine's Day in 2006? Who, me? Yes, you. When I was 26? Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, I didn't have much money, so I'm sure it wasn't, it, it's not impressive. Okay. Um, but in this t- bizarro time travel thing that we do, um, I was just getting back from seeing Sean White at the Olympics <laughs> and watching the one of the best versions of the Detroit Pistons basketball team that's ever been assembled. I, I asked what you did do, not what you will have had done. But that's fine. That yeah, sense. I understood the question, but the the real answer is probably way more sad than this virtual reality. That, it, it was my last Valentine's Day before I met my wife, so I think I was. I think I was. A, it was a lonely one. Oh, sorry. This was a handoff question. No, so. no, no, no. It really wasn't. I just what 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 do you remember what you did for Valentine's Day in two thousand six? Cried. <laughs> no i don't remember i thought chris was gonna say boom and i do it again well speaking of crying (laughs) tell us about your week kevin what'd you do in 2006 all right yeah totally so yeah i keep i keep expecting to run into you guys in one of these weeks and i really thought this was going to be the first one uh Mm -hmm. i went back 2006 january 22nd Raptors at Lakers to see Kobe score 81 points. The the non the non Wilt scoring record. Wow. 28 for 46, 7 of 13 on threes, 81 points. Two assists. Hey, uh, this game was in Los Angeles? It was in Los Angeles. Huh. I actually thought for some reason that it happened on the road. You I know, thought it actually happened in Toronto. You know, actually, it was kind of in my memory as being on the road too, but then I looked and it was not. Because while I'm there, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the uh, the purple the purple Kobe eight jersey back when I liked him better as an eight than twenty four. Mm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, I was I was really surprised that in that game the the leader in assists was Lamar Odom with seven. There weren't a lot of he didn't have, he only had two assists and it's not like people were passing him that much. A lot of a lot of ISO and and then your your boy Smush Parker Ryan he had thirteen. So I also got to catch a, a good Smush game. But yeah, I really, I, I thought, I, I thought for sure you guys would go to that one because I'm not, I'm not, I, I feel like I've ended up being a bit of a Kobe hater. Not that I actually dislike him, but just, I feel like most people like him more than me. So yeah, I figured if I was going, well, uh, if I could just comment on this, I, I thought it was an impressive record at the time. There did seem to be a little bit of like, you know, once he hit a certain threshold of points that it was just like, let Kobe shoot sort of like the the knock you have on Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook and his triple double season. So I think there was some of that that kind of like shied me away from it. And then also it seems sort of cliche. Yeah. But I mean, isn't everything that's iconic could also be considered cliche. So it's kind of no. And, and you did some cool stuff that week. I just, I was, I was, I don't know. I'm not like a huge Kobe guy. I just felt like that's a, that's a game you gotta, you gotta catch if you're going to, it was on and, my radar. Yeah. So after that, 
I was going to comment. I, I was one of those guys too, that, you know, just didn't really like Kobe coming into the league. He just, I guess I think it's so much. You try to emulate Jordan. It was hard for us to be like, you, you can't just be Jordan. You got to be your own person, but uh, definitely it's one of those things now that you obviously don't get to watch him play. I, I wish I had more respect while he was playing. Cause I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities that I could have appreciated. So same for me. I, that's why yeah. I went back to watch Kobe as yeah. well. That one probably would have made more sense. But it, I mean, to watch. yeah, this, this was a really good year to watch Kobe so. may, may have been his best individual year, but, and it's not that I am a Kobe hater. It's just that I feel like I would, I would have him in the top 15 players ever. I feel like most people have him in the top 10 and there's a strong contingent that would have him in top five. And so I don't know, like I had a Kobe poster in my room in high school. Like I really liked him coming mm-hmm. out, but I just, I don't know if I feel like people took it a little too far. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... it was definitely phenomenal, right? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I think for me, it was really tough because I'm a Nuggets fan and he just destroyed us so many times in the regular season and then obviously in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I I had a hard time. I don't know if hate is the right word. It's just it's, it's like watching a beautiful car crash every time you would play the Nuggets. So yeah, yeah. yeah that was the farthest Nuggets ever got. I remember we went to that game. It was yeah. game six Western Conference Finals was the this was when they lost. But I think we went to like their what was it game like five or game four? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that, that's I'm centering my week around that. That's that's the first day back. And the next day, I'm going to go see another another uh, scoring phenom. I'm going to watch Gonzaga at San Francisco, watch Adam Morrison score 41 points. Uh, you know, it was just something that was happening around that time. Uh, nice. Never did much in the pros. Uh but I figured it'd be a, a good a good chaser after watching Kobe, just to see mm-hmm. another gunner just score forty one points, grab nine. You're gonna boards. get that Gonzaga jersey? No, I, I I try and limit myself to one jersey. I'm grabbing the Kobe eight. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we gotta go watch go watch uh, Adam Morrison and his wispy mustache score forty one, and mm-hmm. then uh, two nights later, I'm gonna go catch Fiona Apple opening up for Coldplay. Originally, I was thinking about this week. There were a couple other things that I had had on the list, and I wanted to go see her earlier because I was a big Fiona Apple fan. I actually saw her at a concert in 2006, probably my favorite concert I ever went to. But it was at a small venue in Boulder, and it was just her. So this is we'll be here opening up for Coldplay. So it's more of a a stadium kind of thing. Uh, But it worked better with seeing Kobe's 81-point game. So this was Coldplay. This was touring for their third album. So playing some Yellow. Yellow. Some, some Clocks. There's some good Coldplay songs they're playing. Uh, and this was Fiona Apple touring after her Extraordinary Machine uh, album came out. It's probably my favorite album of hers. So I'm going to check that show out. And then I'm going to end my week on the 27th. I'm going to watch Memphis at Detroit. Because, yeah, I think you gotta you got to watch Detroit. Uh, Detroit wins that game 95-89. As a 25-year-old Pau Gasol gets 31 points. Chauncey has 34. And Ben Wallace had four blocks. Rashid also had three blocks. So seeing, seeing that Detroit team play some defense, young Pau Gasol, they would be a really fun game to go to. Uh, I, I no did, doubt. A couple other things I was looking at. Kanye was on tour at this time. Uh, Daft Punk was on tour. Couldn't quite make those work. Uh, yeah, those are on my radar too, both both of those. And then the, there was a really exciting Rose Bowl that year with uh, Vince Young, Reggie Bush, and Matt Leinart. Thought about trying to work that in there, but just felt like I had to go do the Kobe thing. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that, that's the end of my week. That's how I'm coming back. 
I definitely avoided. I kind of tiptoed around it. I'm I'm really glad that one of us went to that game, and I'm glad you glad you got a chance to see him play. Yeah, yeah. It's it would have been a weird one to be at. And then yeah. and then after that, I'm using my uh, my remote control to come back. I think we're traveling by remote control this this year in honor of that movie Click, where Adam Sandler oh. has the universal remote. Came, yeah, came out sure. in 2006. So that, I think that's gonna be my my mode of travel for this this season. Okay, I was trying to link it to Butterfly Effect. Yeah, but I think that doesn't quite fall around this time, and I'm not even really sure how they travel in that one. I no, can't Butterfly remember. Effect Two comes out this year. I, I was looking into oh. that too. I'm, I'm trying to I'm oh, trying gotcha. to nail down our mode to be relevant for that season. So it was, cool. Okay, well we're we're doing this uh, we're doing a similar thing then. You could also use the Apple Remote as well. It came out right, but I don't think it had that functionality yet. It was probably the first generation, so you're right. Yeah, so it didn't have time travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it did. Uh, there's no way to know for sure. Yeah. Well, we could check when we go back. All right. But that, that'll end our weeks. That brings us to our next segment. Guess the players. This is the segment where I give Ryan some nicknames that belong to players who made an All-NBA first, second, or third team this year. And I go with some of the more obscure nicknames and see if he can guess which players had these nicknames. So, Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready. Just off the top of my head, I think my percentage is extremely low, probably less than 10%. So it can only go up, right? No, no. I think your percentage is probably, if I had to guess, it's probably around 40%. Because I feel like wow. I usually put I usually put one, I usually give you three, and I feel like you usually get one. I usually try and give you one that's pretty gettable. That's true. Using that kind of mathematic stuff, that makes mm. sense. I so just feel I, like I'm always I, off. I feel like I got a bit of a tough, uh, a tough slate for you here, but let's see how it goes. All right. Which player made an all NBA team in 2005, 2006 and has their, one of their nicknames on basketballreference.com listed as old school Chevy. Old school Chevy. Who could it be? I'm just going to list some players. So the audience knows we have a little bit here. We got Dirk, Tim Duncan, Chauncey Billups. I'm thinking, Somebody reliable and I just built think, tough. Yeah, built tough. I'm gonna go with Tim Duncan. It's a reasonable guess, but not correct though. Sadly, Chris. Uh, how about Elton Brand? Elton Brand is correct. Wow. I the, yes. I think you can narrow down to those two. Those are the two that would fit uh, for old school Chevy, the old reliable. Well, was, <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking like if it would fit in the song lyrics, drove my Elton Brand to the levee, uh -huh. but the levee was dry. Yeah, it, it, it could also yeah. have drove your Tim Duncan. I know. No, you made it, your guess was reasonable. Both of those guesses were reasonable, but you, but you my, couldn't drive your Carmelo Anthony to the levee. So mm -hmm. you guys did a good job fitting that song. Um, Way to go, buddy. A little bit about Elton Brand Thanks. real quick. This was his only All-NBA appearance. He was uh, averaging 25 and 10 for the Clippers. Former, former number one overall pick. He's still fourth all-time in Clipper points, third in blocks, sixth in rebounds. Just nothing spectacular, just old and reliable. That's pretty he's amazing. He, yeah. he, um, I remember him just not looking very athletic. I mean, he was a big guy, but it's amazing how good he was at, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, just every night in and out, every night. Yeah. Just kept playing he's well. 20, a 2010 guy for most of his prime. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Much respect. All right. Wh which player made an All-NBA team this season and had the nickname Lord of the Rings? 
Lord of the Rings. So it's going to be somebody who has a few rings going into the season. Or large hairy feet. Large hairy feet. Maybe someone from New Zealand. Wow. There's someone from New Zealand? No. I'm going to go with Chauncey Billups. Oh, no. Not Chauncey Billups. Chris? Not Chauncey Billups? Not Chauncey Billups. Wow. Uh, Is this... Wow. Uh... Boy, I don't know. I guess I, I would go with Tim Duncan. It's not Tim Duncan. That's a, that's a good guess. The answer was Kobe Bryant. Oh, Kobe Bean. Yeah. Not, not only did he have five rings, but it also he was uh, kind of obsessed with the rings. He was chasing Jordan. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Five rings. That makes sense. 15 All-NBA appearances, all-time Laker leader in points, minutes, steals, turnovers, and games. 250 more We should have got that one. 250 more games for the Lakers than Kareem. Had to throw in the turnovers, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. See, that, I think that's the kind of thing that makes me a Kobe hater, even though I did like him. Yeah. It's just not, it's just, it's just, it, it annoys me every time I see a thing on Twitter where it's like, who was better, Kobe, Jordan, or LeBron? It's like one of those guys does not belong in that conversation. Right. It doesn't mean yeah. he's bad, but. but still my favorite kind of beef. Yeah, but was he smelling good with this tag body spray that came out this year? I, I don't know. I don't know if he wore that. He might have. This also was the year, I think, I don't know if it was the year he unveiled it, but it was definitely the year that I feel like I remember hearing it first when he started referring to himself as the Black Mamba. Yeah. So this was that year? I, I, it was right around this time when he started rebranding himself as the Mamba. So... There goes but that, that snake. That would have been too easy of a nickname. Mama, there goes that snake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> last chance to get one, Ryan. And then I, I didn't save the easiest for last. So good luck. Definitely Yao right. Ming. That's right. It was Yao Ming. Just kidding. I don't even know what it is yet. I just I feel like my percentage yeah. has been so bad. I might as well just guess before I get it. No, I respect I respect mixing it up. <laughs> You've okay. waited for the clues and that hasn't been working. Exactly. Just do something different. All right, let's all right. Let's which, hear what we got here. Which player made an All NBA team this season and had the nickname Hibachi? <laughs> Come on, this has to be. This is a misdirection. I can't. I gotta say Yao Ming. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it isn't Sean Marion. No, no. Okay, Chris. that's too many guesses. Ben obviously. Wallace. It's not Ben Wallace. It was Gilbert Arenas. It was referenced to one time in practice, Brendan Haywood made a joke about how he was playing no defense, how he was getting cooked, that they got you guys on the hibachi grill. And he, uh, he embraced like that. that yeah. and was like, well, I'm putting these guys on the hibachi grill because I'm cooking them. So he embraced like it. Sense. Yeah. That was cool. So yeah, I like that one. Gilbert I'm sorry, Yao. I just one of those ones where it, it, it doesn't seem right to say that, but then it also seems like, why would I not guess that? I, no, it's a reasonable guess, yeah. but yeah, it was uh, Gilbert Arenas, one of his three All NBA appearances before he got his career got derailed by injuries and gun stuff. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, those were tough. That's gonna lower the percentage down for sure. Yeah, that was your first over, I think. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we should have got Lord of the Rings. That that was an easy one. Yeah, I'll go. I'll uh, go back and fix that in time. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Not just like in the next, like when I go back and do this in the future. Oh, got it. He's going to keep using his little machine. Smart. Until I get it right. right. Well, that that ends our 
guess the players. It brings us to our primetime team. Darko siding. Primetime. Yeah, Darko is on one of the teams that I propose. So this is this is the teams that would benefit the most if you if they had Ryan's little machine and they could go forward or backwards and get the best version of the players they had under contract. So what? I, I propose two teams here. One is the Orlando Magic. They were they were 36 and 46 this season. They were the number 16 ELO team. Missed the playoffs. They weren't very good. But here's how this team would benefit from from having Ryan's little machine. For point guard, they had Steve Francis, who was better a couple years before this. He was an all-star three years before, or a couple years before. Uh, they had Deshaun Stevenson. They could have traded him out for a young Stacey Ogman. He was on this team, but he was 37. The, bi- the big thing here, though, uh, for one, as Chris mentioned before, Grant Hill wasn't even dressing for some of these games. This was after his, his pretty serious injuries. <gasps> if you can go back and get 96-97 top three MVP candidate Grant Hill, that's a huge difference on this team. You, you have a good Hito Turkaloo season this year, but then Dwight was on this team and he wasn't really quite in his prime yet. This was this was 06. Starting in 08, he has five straight top five MVP finishes. So this is this is when he was still really young. So you grab grab prime Dwight Howard from a few years before, and almost MVP Grant Hill from a few years uh, from from about uh, I don't know five, six, seven, eight years before. I think this team would be a lot better. I think this team would be a contender in that, in that scenario. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if you think about a primetime Stevie franchise, Grant Hill, Dwight Howard, I mean, that that sounds like a cool team I put together on a video game. And he do. He do is like a like a a prototypical stretch stretch four. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably the, the shooting guard position is like, yeah, OK, I mean, young Stacey Ogman. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's definitely their weakest good team position, but. Yeah. Yeah. For this exercise. Yeah. And Darko yeah. Milicic was on this team. And so we'll, maybe he still has his prime coming. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, do the primetime teams mm-hmm. play each other as part of deciding who's better? Or sure. They- we can have them. We can have them play each other. So the, the matchup yeah. gets very interesting for the other team. Um, do you mind going through some of those players? Not at all. Thanks for asking so nicely. So <laughs> <laughs> the second primetime team is the Miami Heat. Now, the Miami Heat were the uh, champion this year in the postseason tournament. They were a 52-30. and They were the number four ELO-rated team. They they got their rating up to 16-10. So here's how this team benefits. Their actual point guard, they had a lot of of minutes played by by, uh, 30-year-old Jason Williams, White Chocolate. But also on this team was Gary Payton. You could go back love, and get prime Gary, Pay- Gary Payton for this team. It'd be a big difference. Shooting guard Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade, you got him right around when you want him. Small forward James Posey, whatever. This is right around when you'd want him if you'd ever want him. And then, actually, I, I did like James Posey, but uh, their power forward was Udonis Haslam. Played a lot of power forward. This is when back when he could actually still play basketball. But even better, Alonzo Mourning was on this team. A Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. You get him from his prime at your power forward. And Heck then yeah. at center, they had 33-year-old Shaq. You go get prime Shaq to put on this team with prime Dwayne Wade, prime Gary Payton, right. prime Alonzo Mourning. This team's dope. Yeah. I even think maybe you could put uh, Udonis at small forward and put so at power forward. You've got Antoine Walker as an option too. 
Uh, yeah. He had some pretty good prime years. It's true. Antoine Walker might be a better small forward to put in there. I, I yeah. I feel, I feel like he was more of a volume shooter than an actual like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I agree with Chris about moving like Morning to, um, you know, different position instead of center because you have Shaq there. Yeah, that's and, why. That's why yeah. I have Alonzo Morning here as power forward. For sure. As I guess I agree with you as well. I didn't see. I see that you have listed there, but. I feel like that's a pretty solid anchoring of defense, and I they say defense wins championships, so I feel like it, they're going to mm-hmm. be able to create enough defense, get enough rebounds where I, I think they would actually dominate. Um, yeah, between the these two teams. I mean, this is this is the Miami Heat team that actually won the postseason tournament this year. Yeah. So they already were a much better team. And, yeah. like, yeah, it's awesome that this Magic team gets to add Grant Hill, but this team gets to add prime Shaq, Prime Gary Payton and Prime Alonzo Mourning. Yeah. So I love that Jason Williams gets a, a championship ring. I honestly did if somebody had asked me that as a trivia question, um, I knew he played with the Heat kind of at the end of his career, but I, I didn't know it was during that lab over year when they won the championship. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And but I like and I like love these two teams playing each other too, because you get white chocolate against Darko chocolate. <laughs> so I think that, that would be a fun matchup. <laughs> and Steve it's Steve not. Francis was a great point guard. <laughs> And facilitator, and he had a pretty pretty decent jump shot. But I just feel like the only way that the Magic could score is they'd have to hit almost every outside shot because if if they miss, they're not going to get a rebound, and they're going to have a really hard time passing it in the interior with the size of the Heat. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. there's some really big bodies in the in the middle in this game. Shaq and yeah. Alonzo Mourning and Dwight Howard. Yeah, and Darko absolutely on the bench. Yeah, and Darko's there. Hopefully, Gra- hopefully Grant. Get- <laughs> yeah, hopefully Grant remembers to get dressed that game. But yeah. I think he would. That could give them I an think advantage. He was dressing in his prime. If he yeah. didn't get dressed, it might give them a slight advantage. You think so? I'm not sure because people works. would be distracted. Yeah, yeah. Like why is I that guy not dressed? The, the mi- <laughs> <laughs> it's like that play where the where the guy like gets down on all fours and barks like a dog to distract everybody. I don't know. Oh, I've seen that clip. Did it? Yeah. Did it work? I actually yeah, remember yeah. seeing that somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think well, I like what you did with the Miami Heat in suggesting the point guard is Gary Payton. I, I think he definitely has uh more hardware than you know Jason Williams. But I like that you included Jason Williams as an option because at moments J- Jason Williams is just so he's so much poetry in, in motion. So yeah. I think that's cool that they can interchange those two. He he's a he's an interesting change of pace guy to put in there, but yeah, he's definitely he was he was more fun to watch than he was like effective necessarily. But yeah, yeah, he's kind of just but if he does the elbow pass, then yeah, this is over. Miami Heat take it. it. It's definitely a weird game if you sub some of these guys out and you send white chocolate and Antoine Walker into the game. It definitely throws throws everyone off a little bit. So, yeah, which isn't always a bad thing. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. So that that's the end of our primetime team. But we're going to keep talking about these this this Miami Heat team a little bit because they, they are now we're going to go through some other ELO categories. And this, this is the team that this was the postseason champ. So I think we need to talk about them a little bit more and, and what that would happen with their season. So they ended up number four in the ELO rating. So they won the postseason tournament, but for us, they didn't even crack the top three. Uh, 60 games into the season, they were at a 1633 ELO rating, just 53 points out of first. They were 40 and 20. And then they they kind of they kind of uh sputtered at the end of the season, finishing 12 and 10, and ended up almost 90 points out of first. 
But this was an awesome Dwayne Wade season. He was sixth in MVP voting. Alonzo Mourning was eighth in Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Shaq missed a lot of games at the beginning of the season, but but played most of the end of the season. He, he ended up playing like 50, what was it, 58 games. But this was an awesome team that in the in the postseason uh, had had an interesting finals against the Dallas Mavericks where basically it was just watching Dwayne Wade shoot free throws the whole time and uh, won a championship. But unfortunately for them, this 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 cost them their championship. They didn't quite make it this year. You guys remember this team? Absolutely. You guys remember watching that finals? Don't remember that um, as well. I, well. Yeah, I do remember watching the finals. Um, what I remember about the finals and in general, this heat playoff run is it was unpredicted mm-hmm. and it was it was impressive, but you kind of you kind of had a hard time uh, accepting that it was happening like it, it almost didn't, it seems surreal. And I, and I think that um, a lot of fans will suggest that maybe there was uh, it was a controversial finals, right? Um, that the refs kind of uh, lended to to the Heat winning that championship. I think uh, it's the second most controversial finals, you know, uh, or, or or playoff series compared to that like Kings Lakers series. That's the one that people mm-hmm. point to as as being kind of fixed. And this is like the next one that's mentioned as far as controversial uh, playoffs. So I don't know. I think it's kind of marred in some controversy, and I do kind of remember that like seeming like. Dwayne Wade was getting to the free throw line quite a bit. The The refs really seemed to, to like him in the postseason. Yeah, this is one of the times that I really remember, uh, you know, how when you're rooting, when you're rooting for a team, you always, you never think it's the wrong call. And when you're rooting against the team, you'll think it's a bad call. This is one of the few times where I was definitely rooting for this team. I really liked Dwayne Wade. But even as I was rooting for him, I was even as a fan of his, I was like, man, he's getting a lot of calls, which you almost never feel that way about the guy you're rooting for. But right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just to recap that finals, the Mavericks went up two games to none. Mm -hmm. You know, the heat look, look like they just were on, uh, uh, not on the same level. And then they win four games in a row, which is just insane. The Mavericks were at home for those two, but yeah, it was more lopsided. First game by 10 points, second by 14. Game three was real close, only two points. And there was a bit of separation, next one. And then ultimately, the next two games were only split by four points. So really tight games. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but a lot of people talk about how many free throws Wade had versus like the entire, you know, Dallas Mavericks team. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a big it's a it's a big number. Yeah. It was a big difference, but I mean, I he was he was he was an aggressor too. Like Dwayne Wade wasn't a settle for jump shooting kind of guy. He he didn't didn't really shoot threes. He he right. went to the basket, so he was earning them. It just yeah, that's exactly felt like a lot. The point I was going to make, I agree with that. It's just a style of play. He's a slasher, very aggressive, mm-hmm. athletic. So he's going to challenge you at the rim. He's gonna he's gonna go at at you and get up there. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I rooted for this team. I was excited when they won, but yeah, they they didn't win the the regular season championship. So let's move on and start finding out who did. Uh, yeah. what, one other cute team cute talk. job, he cute. Yeah, yeah, you, you got something to show for it. Next team we got to talk about before we get to the top three is the Phoenix Suns, because the Phoenix Suns were another really fun team. They they 
they ended up number six in the ELO rating with a 1603 rating. This was a team with uh, Steve Nash and Sean Marion. Uh, Amare only played three games this season. It was a injury plagued Amare season, but they still, this team, 59 games in, and we stop after 75, 59 games in, they were the number one ELO rated team in the league. They had a 42 and 17 rating, and they were coming off an 11 game win streak going into that weekend. And trying to figure out what, what it is that happened, why they fell apart. That is the weekend that the Hills have eyes was released. And so I wonder if that just freaked them out. If they had trouble sleeping after seeing that movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but it's a, a very, very creepy horror movie. And I, I, I could see, I could see this being a team that was really affected by that. But after that movie came out, they went 12 and 10 down the stretch and dropped to sixth place. So they, they still had an That's awesome crazy. season. Steve Nash was the MVP. Sean Marion was 10th in MVP voting and seventh yeah. in defensive player of the year. Boris Diaw won most improved player. Uh, D'Antoni was number two in coach of the year. He 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 did everything right as he pushed all the right buttons except for taking this team to see the Hills have eyes. Other than that, they might have won the championship. Yeah, well, we all make mistakes. I mean, they're they're an interesting playoff team too, because you know they win against the Lakers in seven, then they win against the Clippers in seven, before losing to you know the NBA Finals bound Mavericks. Yeah, in the Western Conference Finals. So they probably got tired two game seven series. I mean. Two series to game seven. Right. And, yeah. and they, and as we established, they were not sleeping well, you know, ever mm-hmm. since seeing that movie. So, and, and Steve Nash was one of the first guys who really emphasized the importance of sleep. So I think that's probably, probably after this season is when he really realized that. I don't know hmm. if I can verify I that. I thought it was not. Sleepy Floyd. No, but <laughs> it, it was Steve Nash to emphasize getting the right amount. Sleepy Floyd got too much sleep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought Hakeem was one of the first ones to emphasize the importance of REM. Is this because he was the dream? Too obscure. Yeah. No, no. It makes sense. I'm just trying to see how REM played into it. Anyway, I didn't mean to, to derail you. So, no, oh, yeah, I, I enjoy Phoenix being Suns. derailed. All right. Phoenix Suns, another team we need to think about, but not one of the top three teams. Now we get to the top three. All right. The number three ELO rated team. In 2006 was the Dallas Mavericks, the team that the Heat played in the finals. So the Dallas Mavericks were having a really, really good season, uh, but not not an amazing season. They they were they were off to a good start. They were they were right in the pack near the top. In January, they lost a really tough overtime game at Madison Square Garden to the Knicks. And then this part I haven't confirmed for sure, but it seems like to me that this night they went back to their hotel and they all watched Lost together. This was the this was the episode where you see the smoke monster for the first time, where Mr. Echo and Charlie were on the oh, plane yeah. and you, they found all the, the the statues that had drugs in them. And after that episode, they won 13 straight games and 19 of 20. So that, that really put them, that really turned that team around. Um mm-hmm. Again, I can't confirm that they actually did that, but it just... It, Ryan usually can. Yeah, Ryan. He's got different sources. Do you know if they watched Lost together after that game? I do not think they did. What? Why he doesn't know. Why would you use your imaginary know-how to undercut what I established? Because the probability is low. <laughs> you don't want to risk your credibility? My I my sources 
had that it was Blood Diamond. That Did does seem more Blood Diamond. That might be more accurate. Yeah, it was either that or it was right around the time when Final Destination Three came out, and that really had me realizing how fragile life was. You and think was, that was when it was? And Not there's the nothing monster? you can do about it. I don't know. Yeah. Any one of those could be motivations to really, you know, grab life by the haunches and just <laughs> grab life by the haunches <laughs> and start living, you know, start living right. Is that what you're supposed so, to grab life by? Where are the haunches? I mean, whatever you can grit, whatever you can get your hands on. <laughs> just start grabbing at life and just hold on for dear our, life. Our statisticians are looking up the, the definition of haunches right now. Are, are those love haunches? Oh, I mean, they can be. It was around Valentine's Day. It, it's so. better known as a barak and thigh considered together in a human or animal. So that is correct. Did you, did you, our resident doctor, actually just have to look up what haunches are? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. Oh, man. This podcast really strays in. It like has that Venn diagram of other podcasts where we stray into other categories I, that are non-basketball, I, like medical and anatomy. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if, I love he, that. if he just misspoke. I had to be sure. Mm-hmm. No, he definitely misspoke. You don't grab, using it grab life by the haunches. You grab it by the horns. Besides Grissus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a failure to launch. When life gives you lemonade, you grab its haunches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Has anyone ever died on a podcast before? I almost just joked. <laughs> this year brought to you by Beats by Dre. Uh, while Ryan's catching his breath. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Beats by Dre came out this year. In the first, also the, the, first the iPod Beats Nano and Shuffle. Do you guys have a Nano or a Shuffle? Oh, that's some... I believe I had a Shuffle. I don't remember. I think we had yeah. just the mini. I don't know if it went nano. <laughs> it was too small. But yeah. <laughs> Whew. All right, I'm back. All right, you recovered? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. tell us about that other team. All right. Well, that's that was number 3. Number 2 in the Elo rating was the San Antonio Spurs. Now there was a really exciting right down to the last game battle for first place. In game 75 the San Antonio Spurs would have been in first place, but they had a bad loss in game 75. They lost by 10 points at home to the 12th ranked Kings team. So losing at home is bad. The beam losing by 10 is kind of bad. And to the 12th place team means that they should, they should have won that game pretty easily. So that dropped them 21 ELO points. That was was a bad late season loss that, that they were in first place, but and it's not even like players. I always try and check those games to see if we can maybe uh, stop a little early if, if they were clearly resting players. But Duncan played that full game. He just had 11 and six. Mm-hmm. He, he was just choking. He, he didn't even realize it was the end of the ELO championship. But he, I don't think he in the moment even knew why he was choking. But that's why. Meanwhile, Mike Bibby maybe. had 31, seven and eight. He had an awesome game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Manu didn't flop enough. You right, think, Ryan? You think he was upright too much of that game? That's right. <laughs> Probably so. And yeah, this team should have won. They got Bruce Bowen, lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. Manu the flop Ginobili. <laughs> mm-hmm. Robert, big shot Bob, Ori. The Parisian torpedo is on this team. Yeah, I know. 
and and the old school Chevy Tim Duncan. Wow, and the spreadsheet Nick Van Exel. Is that what they call? It? I don't oh, think that's a real nickname. Excel. So I'm just going with that. Nick Van Excel. Oh <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Keeping track of all the stats. Yeah, that's what he was there for. But yeah, this was a awesome. Tim yeah. Duncan and Tony Parker were eight and nine in MVP voting. Bruce Bowen was second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. This was a this was a really really good really fun Spurs team. Oh man, I love any time we can take away championship away from the Spurs. I'm not gonna lie. Well, they they didn't we didn't take we took it away from the Heat, but the Spurs just barely missed it. We almost gave it to them, but then they messed it up. I meant the Elo drop. Yeah, yeah. like they were yeah. there for a moment. So yeah, Mike Bibby took it away. Another guy that I really liked. I like Mike Bibby. It was fun. Me too. It was fun he, on that. And they don't have Doug Christie on that team this year, right? Like, I don't know. I think he, is he on the Heat or something? I saw him on one of these rosters. No, he was on the Mavericks. So I like that. Hmm. Okay, yeah, Doug, well, for seven games, so he might have gotten traded in the middle of that season. Oh, that makes sense. Let's see. 2000, who, oh, so 2006, he was, Spurs, he was really old. It was, he only had one more year left. So, yeah. Oh, okay. But if if they if the Spurs don't win and they and they lose that seventy fifth game and fall out of first place, who who won first place? Boy, that is the logical next question. Uh, the number one team, the Elo champion this year, making up. This is the reason. This is the reason I wanted to do this this year. Uh, the number one Elo rated team in two thousand six was the Detroit Pistons. So we took yes. we took away oh, congratulations we took away their title last last episode from 1990 and we gave it back to them this year in 2006 the number one elo rated championship team. so this is a team they in in the same in that game 75 they they had a very similar thing where uh they gained 14 elo points in the last game of the season they had a 13 point win in miami so they were on the road against the number four elo team won by a decent margin Gained 14 yeah, points. Yeah, so that game, that was like April 6th, right? So my original time travel week, I wanted to build around that game just because of what happens between the Heat and the Pistons in the mm-hmm. postseason and how awesome the Pistons actually played this season. I actually really wanted to go to that game because I feel like what was cool about that game is the refs didn't didn't toy with the game because it, it didn't matter to them since in their world that the playoffs are really what matter. So it was like an honest game between these two teams as a tune up before the playoffs. Yeah. And the piece, the Pistons had no trouble handling the heat. Yeah. In, in this game, Wade and Shaq were really good. Wade had 29 Shaq had 28, but the rest of the team just had 25 points shot 10 for 34. And Detroit had just one of their typical balanced attack, really great defense. Uh, Billups this season was number five MVP candidate. Uh, ben Wallace was defensive player of the year. Uh, they they had three players on the all defensive team, and then Rashid was the the highest point getter out of or vote getter of people who didn't make an all defensive team. So they, as as everyone remembers, this was an amazing defensive team. Uh, they jumped out to a really really big lead in the Elo rating. Forty two games in, they were in first place by fifty one points. Their rating was all the way up to seventeen oh three. They started off 37 wow. and five. And then the rest of the way, they went 27 and 13. They ended up in first, but they, they made it really close to the end. I have, I have a couple possible reasons for, for why they may have tailed off. One of them is this was always a, a big nobody believes in us kind of team. You know, when they beat the Lakers in the, for their first championship, nobody thought they were going to do it. Uh, 
the, the season after when they defended their title and, and made it all the way to the, the conference finals, no one really believed them. This was the year where people first started to really accept this Pistons team was awesome. So they were 30, 37 and five. And this was right around when the all-star uh, voting was released. And I think four of them made the all-star team. So it might've been a point of time where they stopped being a nobody believes in us team and started being a everyone believes in us team. Mm -hmm. So that could have been part of the reason. Another possible reason, because that was on uh, January 29th. Another possible reason on January 31st, Train released their fourth album. Now I do not like Train. So I could see why that would really derail a team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also January 27th, Nanny McPhee and Big Mama's House 2 came out. I don't know if maybe one of those those movies uh, kind of really affected them, got in their collective psyches. I don't, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, could have been. Um, Glory Road came out around this time. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what why that would derail them. Maybe they just were like, uh, you know, these guys had a way tougher time than us. I don't Maybe mm. we should just chill a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, those are, those are the, all good theories. The movie Derailed actually came out. Really? In November 2005. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie before. But that's way too early. But I mean, but maybe they finally got to see it. I mean, if, if we're going to if we're going to stick with the derailed thing, I said Train released an album on January 31st. Trains go on rails. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. If they're off the rail. I don't know why. I, 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 I really I dislike Train. I don't know why. I'm sure they're nice guys. Just hits my ear wrong. Right. I totally get that. It, yeah. I forgot that uh, Rashid and Ben were the same age. So I always thought as Rashid is much older. But, um, and I like that a player can be so dominant in the NBA on defense and only shoot, you know, 41% from the free throw line being Ben yeah. Wallace. But he was an amazing uh, defender, obviously. And so it's mm-hmm. part of the game. One but, of the best, you know, you look at in the NBA ever. One of the best, what? Jack weightlifters oh, yeah like just jacked you know yeah mm-hmm. and he had great hair um but yeah, yeah there it's there's such a drop off like it, it's hard to remember any of the players on the team besides the starters mm-hmm. at least for me i remember lindsey hunter but he, i never liked him much either yeah they, wait how much as a detroit fan like how much did you like this team organically yeah because chris felt like this was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life when he had to watch them so he's just wondering no, as I, a. <laughs> no, that was the other team. <laughs> I actually no, I I love this team. I rooted for. I mean, mostly because well, of Chauncey Billups, but um, I ended up really getting into this team. I love the way they play basketball. I don't know. I just I was a big fan of them. I actually didn't like Dwayne Wade. You did Shaq together. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, they were really celebrated. They ran through this playoffs. I I think I was definitely like throwing my hands up a lot when they were calling another foul for Wade kind of thing. I mm-hmm. think cause I was on the opposite end of the rooting spectrum, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why it just well, you picked the Pistons that year and was all in and didn't like the heat, but well, you may remember that this team uh, pretty similar players. I think not a lot of variation One, the after ELO rating championship in 2004, mm-hmm. So they still had a lot of that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see that if we'll see if they keep it though. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But anyways, I I think it's that same. It was the same concept. There wasn't a lot of variation in the team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the defense going to win championship because their their starting 
scoring points average is, you know, probably way below average. But again, they just scored scored more than the other team by locking them down. Yeah, because the league was starting to move in like an offensive direction around this time. So I think another a team that like brought defense back to the league was was really cool. Antonio McDice was a Nuggets player for a long time. You know, Billups has Colorado ties. So I think that was another reason why I really liked him. Also, it wasn't just the finals that was controversial. The Eastern Conference finals between Detroit and Miami was also controversial. Like, I think Detroit looked like the better team. Maybe not at times, but overall, it, it was kind of a surprising result that the Heat got past the Pistons and then also past the Mavericks. So I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm kind of glad the way this worked out with Elo. And I know I know it's been right. been mentioned before many times, but it's hard not to mention. I mean, Darko was sitting on this team. They just drafted him a couple years before instead of Dwayne Wade. In, that instead of Carmelo Anthony, instead of Chris Bosh. Right. Like when you look at this bench, you're like, man, this bench is pretty empty other than Antonio McDice had a pretty good year. But yeah. They they had Darko that, there just sitting it, there doing nothing, collecting a paycheck. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this is just such an epic whiff of a draft pick. Number two overall pick in maybe the most loaded draft draft ever. Yeah, I, and I guess Chauncey would have just played with Wade, right? Or do you think he would have sat more the bench? I mean, like, would you have them out together? I, that that's a hypothetical of hypotheticals. I mean, you have to find room for Wade. I, I think Billups and Wade could play together. Well, I mean, I mean Richard was, Hamilton was their yeah. leading scorer. Like, they had a really good shooting guard, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it would be Yeah, you could get really creative with that lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Detroit was one injury away from not, not really being as, you know, they won the regular season, not ELO, but standings-wise. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that starting five with a pretty depleted bench, had really good success. I think they're one injury away from not being that great. So I don't know. Wade would have really right. I know, but even if you think like maybe, that, maybe maybe they maybe they miss on Wade, but maybe they maybe they pick Carmelo. You know, it was right. I think Carmelo would be the more likely one for them to pick at this point, or Chris Bosh yeah. on this team. Like there's just there there's so many good players in that yeah. draft. They just they got the only one like who's Bosch. not only one in the top five who's not a Hall of Famer. Right. So I don't know. That's a big miss. It was a big miss. I've got a son that um, really, really likes uh, Darko. Drops a Jupiter. Really? And uh, I'm waiting I'm waiting for that phase to pass. Yeah. my One of my kids has played some train songs intentionally to annoy me. But Oh. Yeah. Don't let him know. Don't let him know. He, do, he knows that's why he does it. Never show weakness. It's too late. He's already derailed mm-hmm. you. I know. All right, but congratulations to the Detroit Pistons on getting their second championship. Championship. This is my favorite episode so far. Because of the Pistons? Yeah. Because we got to take it away from D. Wade? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Marquette guy, and I'm bummed that I feel that way, but that's how I really felt. So, yeah. But I I I don't think it's, like, really that relevant on this podcast. I think what would be more relevant is, like, like, how would all of this stuff that we changed affect the MVP race? Okay. Well, you man, Tim Duncan sucked at free throws. Yeah. So I guess we can look at the MVP race and see, because if we change up who's the champion and we're actually calling the regular season champion, the, the actual champion, 
how would that affect the MVP? So th- this year, the MVP was Steve Nash, which was kind of crazy. So if if the if the by a lot, yeah, he he, he had a he had quite a few votes. Uh, th- this is a year where I think it was a it was a somewhat controversial pick. There there were a lot of other really strong candidates. So I guess the question yeah. here is, does Chauncey move all the way up from five to one? Oh yeah, what? <laughs> That settles it. <laughs> I mean, that's the question. I'm just oh, acknowledging okay, your. Okay. I, I mean, you, oh, you right, can make okay. the case. Yes, that's the question. It's they, they they have they scored about the same number of points. Obviously, Nash had more more assists, but Billups was a great defender, and Steve Nash was not. So, you look at with interesting their, stat though. Steve Nash had more blocks per game than Chauncey Billups. <laughs> That is crazy. Is that real? Yeah. And, like and, point one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all basically had zero, but they're point guards. <laughs> but uh, they both were really good three point shooters. But for some reason, Chauncey was a terrible field goal shooter. He was only shot 42% from the field, but 43% from three. I. It's really close. Do you think, I they, don't know. Pur- do you think they purposely didn't give it to LeBron just because he's so young? I feel like let's see the stats. The thing about the thing about the, I, I was wondering about LeBron too, but the thing that's interesting about most valuable is like that Cleveland team is so bad back then without LeBron. Like he's yeah. super valuable even at 21. I think you say the same thing about Dirk too. Yeah. I, I mean, just looking at the win shares, I mean, Dirk, Dirk had the most win shares. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I, Steve Nash. And they did well. And they did well into the postseason. Right. So that's a good point, too. But I think one interesting thing, you know, like you said, most of the time we're giving the MVP to the winning team. And even Dwayne, who they won the, you know, after market ELO system playoff rating, he's number six. So really, they didn't didn't favor the championship this year Mm -hmm. at all. Well, right, right. But like at the end of the season. So that's kind of why I think it's interesting to look at it, because at the end of the season, the way they'd normally look at it is okay. Now the playoffs will decide the champion. But if we're saying the championship has been decided, I think that they would factor in who the champion was more. So I feel like the real question here is, you know, LeBron didn't win a championship, so I don't see why he would have moved up. Dirk didn't Kobe didn't, but would Chauncey have had enough if we were giving him this extra credit of like, you were the best player on the champion to actually move up. Because even when you look at Sean Marion was, was 10th in MVP voting. So Steve Nash's mm-hmm. second best player, second most valuable player on his team was better than the second most valuable player on Detroit. So it's not like he had no help or anything. And I know right. Chauncey had a really good team with him too, but I don't know. I think I think it would be interesting. I think it would be close. I think you could really make a case for it. If they if they got a ring before everybody voted, w- would you say Chauncey was the MVP this year? I don't know. I think it's I think it's probably too close to call, but I think I think he might be have been a better candidate. Yeah, I, th- I think it's worth mentioning that it's it, he could have some strong consideration. I, I don't think it's enough to bump him up, though. I mean, that team was just such a good team. Yeah, I think you put Chauncey on other teams. I don't know if they have the same success just based on Chauncey being there. But I, I see other teams having success if you put a LeBron or a Kobe or a Dirk. So. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure if I agree, but I understand it's worth asking the question. All right, but so we decided no. 
I would say no. I, Correct. Yeah. We're going to go to the next segment, which is actually called the bronze medal team. So if we went through and said the gold medal, the big the big prize is for the ELO champion. That We just said that goes to the Pistons. And then the silver medal, the, the best, the, the second best prize goes to the postseason, the postseason champ. So that would be the heat. So they get something. Who would we vote for if it was a coach's poll style? Who would, we, who would you give the bronze medal to for this season? What do you think, Chris? Um, interesting. Uh, you've got some strong candidates here. The Mavericks, you know, make it to the finals, and they're at at one point they're up two zero in that playoffs, um, and then eventually lose to to the silver medal Heat. Um, but then you've got an incredible Spurs team um, that pushed those same Mavs to seven games. Um, I, I see the Suns are also a team in consideration. I, that's really tough. You got some good options here. I think I'm going to go with the Spurs. Oh, that must um, that must pain you as someone who hates the Spurs. Not a big fan of the Spurs, hard. but mostly because of you know um, Ryan, like what he mentioned about Manu just flopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of floppy flops on mm-hmm. this team. Um, and Nick Van Excel. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Coach Pop has an incredible system, and the, the Spurs are a really good franchise. They just they're in the West, so my mm. rooting interests lie against them. Mm. But I, you know, they they finished number two in the ELO rating, mm-hmm. um, and they were and, number and one in right, net rating. So, yeah, and and they only lose that because of that game that they lost at the end, right? Yeah. So correct. They're flying high till very last moment. I, I think this is the best team based on most of the metrics we use, um, besides the two teams mentioned. Yeah, uh, for gold and silver. So that's my pick. What do you think, Ryan? I agree with Chris. Um, he had a little bit longer explanation. Basically, it comes down to they were in first in our ELO rating system and just lost the one game, and that's kind of what um, you know puts me to rank them in the bronze yeah. uh, medal section. And you know, just remember that the Pistons were first and they were second, and again they they dropped by so much to just take that second place. But overall, they um, were behind the Pistons by just twelve points in the ELO rating system. So that's enough for me that their body of work was good enough to keep them the bronze medal and they're well above um the mavericks mm-hmm. um as far as the elo rating system so yeah. i just and then the other teams is just a whole nother tier below yeah. so yeah i i agree i think it, i think it's the spurs i think they were it, it is interesting that we we gave the champion to the piston the championship to the pistons and voted for the spurs as the next team that needs something even though the the finals was heat versus mavericks and that's kind of the, the point of this is to say you can look at this this season through a different lens and say, you know, this really was a, a season that was about the Spurs and the Pistons, even though it's remembered as a Heat Mavericks season. So, all right. Last thing to talk about, just a little bit about how the legacies might be affected. So how how do we think about Wade differently if he d- doesn't have a title without LeBron? Does it make you hate him more, Chris? Um, yeah, I don't think I hate Dwayne Wade. I, I, I mean, that that kind of spells it out pretty plainly. I think this definitely affects Dwayne Wade's legacy, um, just because he just goes off in this playoffs, and we all kind of remember him as mm-hmm. playoff Wade because of these runs. So you, you take that away from him, and he's just like a a really good player who won some championships with LeBron. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean. 
it, it's it's hard for me to say that he's not a good player because he lost one of these championships. I still rank him up pretty high up there, and um, I don't think it hurts his legacy that much. But you know, knowing that LeBron wanted to, wanted to play with him and kind of like cherry picking, create the All Star team, sort of. Um, I agree that it, it it does hurt a little bit, but not enough to for me to change his legacy. Does it does it change how we think about LeBron? Does it? It's it's less like he went to go play with with Wade on Wade's team. If if Wade doesn't have a championship, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we we would probably talk about LeBron and Wade a little differently. Wade Wade was still awesome, but I don't know. He he. I really liked Dwayne Wade. No matter how many times he fell on his haunches, he always got back up. But <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so do we? Th- would we think about this Pistons teams differently if they had two championships in that decade? I think so. Yeah, I, I love them. I, I feel like right now they they are kind of more of a blip. If if during that run they right. had two championships, I mean they're they're a prototypical reason why we do this exercise, right? Yeah, I'm, they dominated this season. They had the best season record. They're mm-hmm. just such an awesome team, and then they just get extinguished in a, you know, as you call it, an adorable postseason tournament. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, I've, I honestly really feel bad for him. I think they they did such a good job putting together a great regular season that just goes unrecognized almost because it was the year that the the Heat beat the Mavericks in the finals. That's how we remember it. So mm-hmm. well, rewriting that script, son. Yeah, we did it. All right. Yeah. Anything else legacy-wise we should talk about or should we wrap it up? Mm, I think that's good. All right. Well, that will end our episode then for 2006. Get ready to set your little machine to 1958. So you're going to have to make sure it's fully charged. Wow, that is far back. Yeah. Going to be an exciting season. Was, is that the Peach Basket game? No, no, they had regular, they had rims by then. But I don't think they were like the breakaway rims or anything. But yeah. Mm. Wow. Who was in charge of putting that up? We'll find out. We, we can get do some research Will and be we? prepared for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're asking all the right questions, Ryan. Yeah, uh, good teaser. I hardly know her. I feel like uh, your wife might have some good advice for us, and that's probably that we should go to bed. Okay, you heard her say that too. Yeah, sleepy. Okay, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks anybody who uh, who listened, and uh, thanks guys. Yeah, thanks everybody. Appreciate you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. It's 11.30. It is bedtime.